0: Welcome to these Bible lessons on the Old Testament. In these lessons, we'll cover God's magnificent creation of all the world, including the creation of man, the crown of God's creation. We'll follow with the sad fall of man in paradise and the consequences this brought to the world. In the continuing lessons, we'll teach how God visits men with the revelation of His covenant of grace. When we travel together through the entire Old Testament, we see God visiting His nation of Israel with revelations of this covenant of grace, pointing constantly to the coming Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. We hope these lessons are a blessing to you. Thank you. Welcome to Lesson 23 about Joseph loved and Joseph hated. Follow along in your Bible in Genesis 37. First, before we get to our story, I have a quick example for you to think of through this story. Imagine a woodcarver holding a stick. He's carving into it with his knife, making holes here and there. And the stick complains loudly that it's too painful to be cut and filed with the knife. But the woodcarver goes on, continuing to carve, whittle, and file. You see, the woodcarver was making a flute and was far too wise to listen to the complaining of the stick. Instead, the flutecarver maybe said something like, Oh, you little piece of wood. You have so much to learn. If I stopped carving and filing, you would just be a stick with no power to make music. These cuts will turn you into a flute whose music will cheer the souls of many. In our story, Joseph is going to suffer, but his life is actually being formed into an instrument that will play a song of God's grace and salvation. Let's turn to our story. Of all of his children, Israel or Jacob, loved Joseph the most. After all, Joseph was Rachel's child. He was the youngest. He was a good, obedient, and thoughtful son. It was also clear that Joseph feared the Lord. And with all of this in mind, Jacob made Joseph a coat of many colors. And with this gift, it became clear that Jacob really loved Joseph more than all his other children. This made Joseph's older brothers envious and jealous of Joseph. They hated him. On top of this, Joseph was sometimes sad. You see, his brothers were really rough characters and they enjoyed doing bad things. This made Joseph sad because he knew that his brothers bad behavior would make their neighbors disrespect his father Jacob. He was sad that they would think less of the God of Jacob too. You see, Joseph wanted to do what was right and good. The brothers hated him. They hated him even more because of two dreams. Joseph comes one day to his brothers. Listen brothers, I have had a dream. I dreamed that we were all together in a field gathering up bundles of wheat and suddenly My bundle of wheat stood up. All of your bundles of wheat were around mine, and they all bowed down, worshipping mine. It was as if you were all worshipping me as your leader. The brothers are angry. Do you really think we are going to serve you? Do you really think that you will rule us? Never. A few days later, Joseph again says, Listen, brothers, I have had a different dream. It was different, but kind of the same. This time, the sun and moon and 11 stars all came and worshipped me. This time, it is Jacob who says, Come on, Joseph, do you really think that your father and brothers are going to come and bow before you as if you were a king? God's word says that his brothers hated him even more now. But his father remembered these words of Joseph and thought about them carefully. One time, Joseph's 10 older brothers were caring for the sheep near Shechem, about 80 kilometers from Hebron, where Jacob lived. And Jacob tells Joseph, please go to your brothers find out how they were doing, find out how my sheep are doing, then come back and let me know. Joseph has the trust of his father to go on this journey by himself. Joseph walks for hours. There he goes over the hills, finally coming to Shechem. Except, no brothers. He meets a man in the field who says, ah, yes, I heard your brothers say they were going to Dothan. Joseph keeps walking, another 25 kilometers. With his coat of many colors, it is easy for his brothers to see him coming from a long way off. Hey, look, that dreamer is coming. Their faces are dark and vicious. Come on, they say, let's kill him. Throw his body into a pit and just tell dad that a wild beast has eaten him. Ha! We'll show him that his dreams are nonsense. Do you really think that these boys could do that? Our last Bible story shows how rough and violent these young men really are. Wait! This is Reuben. He feels nervous about this, and he does not have the same hatred towards Joseph. Let's not kill him, he says. Let's just throw him in the pit and let him starve. They agree to Reuben's plans. What they don't know is that Reuben later planned to lift Joseph out of the pit and bring him home again. Joseph comes closer and closer. When he is close enough to see the looks on his brother's faces, he begins to see the anger, the hatred. They surround him. They treat him roughly. They pick him up and throw him into a pit. The last thing Joseph hears is, Let's see if you will rule over us from down there. The brothers are so cold hearted. They sit down for a meal while they hear Joseph calling out from the pit. Brothers, please help. Don't do this. I haven't done anything wrong. I'm your brother. You can't do this. Don't be so cruel. None of it helps. The brothers laugh and they keep on eating. After dinner, while Reuben was away in a different part of the field, a caravan of camels comes past on their way to Egypt. They were going there to sell spices. And Judah sees an opportunity. Hey, he says, it would be better if we not kill our brother. Let's just sell him to these men. They can use him as a slave. Let them take him away. And soon the deal is done. Joseph is yanked out of the pit, sold to the spice traders for 20 pieces of silver and taken away as a slave. 20 pieces of silver was about as much money as a shepherd could make in three years. When Reuben comes back and finds Joseph gone, he is really upset. What are we going to do? And so one sin leads to another as it always does. They try to cover up the first sin with a second sin. They take a goat and kill it. They smear his blood on Joseph's beautiful coat of many colors. When they return home, they cruelly show it to their father. We found this coat on our way home. Here, look at it. Do you think it is your son's? What a cruel way to treat their father. Jacob knows that it is Joseph's coat. His heart is broken because he believes that a wild beast has killed and eaten Joseph. His son, his beautiful son Joseph, is dead. He could not be comforted and says, I will be mourning every day for the rest of my life. And all this time, his wicked brothers knew that Joseph was not dead. They refused to tell their father that they had actually sold him as a slave. And what about Joseph? What has been happening to him? Well, these spice traders finally arrived in Egypt and sold Joseph again to a wealthy man named Potiphar. Joseph's new owner was the leader of the company of bodyguards for Pharaoh, the supreme ruler of Egypt. Let's look now at what is a connection that we can make from this story to our lives. What message is there for us? What is God's purpose for including so much detail in the Bible about Joseph's life? We know that the Savior was not born from Joseph's family, so the reason must be that this story tells us some very rich details about who God is and about what God does and about that wonderful way of salvation designed by God. And so in the next section of this lesson, we will find out how this story has some similarities to the way the future savior of the world will be treated. After that, we can see how this story fills in more details about the way that God saves his people. First, let's consider that in today's lesson, Joseph has started a journey of humiliation. Humiliation is to be made low, to be made nothing. In this story, Joseph started as a favored and beloved son he was given a special coat as a sign of this favor can you think of anyone else in the bible who is a favorite son think about the lord jesus do you know what happened at the beginning of jesus work on earth he was baptized and at that baptism god the father announced from heaven thou art my beloved son in whom i am well pleased. Joseph became a hated and despised brother. Jesus was also not believed by his own brothers. Imagine that. The Lord Jesus, the Savior of the world, living in your house and you not believing him. The Lord's brothers felt their own sinfulness because they saw that Jesus was perfect. That's why they did not believe him. Those were his brothers in his own family. But the Lord Jesus also was rejected and not believed by other members of the Jewish nation. To show how Jesus was rejected by his Jewish family, I have a picture for you. Imagine that you were building a house out of large building blocks and before you place a block on the foundation you inspect it, you examine it, and then toss it away on a heap. You reject it. Well this is what happened to Jesus. Many verses in the Gospels compare Jesus to the cornerstone or the most important block in the building. They saw him, they listened to him, they inspected him, and finally rejected him. They hated him. While we can look at Joseph's brothers, at Jesus' brothers, at the Jewish family, we should also look at ourselves. We are also guilty of rejecting the Lord Jesus when we hear the gospel preached When we read the Bible and hear that we need a new heart, what is our response? Do we think, well, I'll worry about that later? If we forget about it and move on, then we are rejecting the gospel like the Jews rejected Jesus and like Joseph's brothers rejected him, saying, we don't want you to rule over us. We are told in John 1, verse 11, He, Jesus, came unto his own, and his own received him not. Second, this story teaches us something about what God does. God's providences, or God's ways, or the things that God allows to happen, often seem to go against his purpose. Let me explain. God gave Joseph two dreams that showed his brothers would bow down to him and serve him. And now Joseph is sold as a slave and it looks like he will probably die as a slave. Joseph probably thinks how could God's promise be true? The path that God is leading Joseph down seems to go against What God has promised Joseph. We're told in Romans 8 that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. So later, when Joseph could look back on this time, he would be able to say that while it was a hard and difficult time, it turned out for his benefit. Let me go back to the example I started this lesson with. Through this difficulty, Joseph is being formed into an instrument that will serve God's purpose in the future. In this story, Joseph starts a journey that leads downwards. It is a path of suffering. He is being humbled. He is being laid low. God is testing and forming Joseph through these sufferings. He is doing this so that he can exalt him later, so that later he can lift him up and make him useful. We will learn more about Joseph in future lessons, but in our next lesson, lesson 24, we will also turn our attention to Joseph's brother, Judah.